This podcast is supported by HealthGenYZ, an organization that advocates for young adults in their physical, mental, social, and financial health. Is this coronavirus impacting you financially? Please share your voice with us by participating in our latest coronavirus survey. To show our appreciation for your participation, in this survey, you'll be entered into a drawing to win a $10 cash gift card. Up to 20 participants will have a chance to win a $10 cash gift card. We understand that may not be a lot to some, but during these economic hardships, a little bit can go a long way. Go to the link in the podcast episode description or go to healthgenyz.com and complete the survey. And most importantly, let your voice be heard. Please support our sponsors by taking the survey to make this show possible. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Privileged Black Kids with your host, Kendall Camp. This is part two of my conversation with my middle school bros, Manny and Malachi. We ended up discussing Black Lives Matter and what happened in summer 2020. We also discussed Manny's new clothing brand and both of them organizing a fashion show. Um... Big disclaimer though, this was more of a conversation. This wasn't the typical interview style K-Camp. It really ebb and flowed. It was great, but the problem was obviously this episode then was recorded for two hours. So if you have not yet, go listen to part one. Um, this is part two now, but it was still a very great conversation. Also too, I wanted to go give another disclaimer. We had mic issues. And what I mean by that is I guess I'm not smart enough to have all three mics and be able to hook them up to my computer correctly and actually have a setting. So we end up just using one mic. It wasn't too bad. Me and Matt, me and Manny, we can see like a little bit difference, but me and Malachi, it's about the same. Um, not crazy, but also too, this isn't the Joe Rogan podcast where we have a full studio and mics and producers. Like this is just me doing it by myself and just trying to figure it out. But also you guys have supported so much that it's really helped out. And, you know, we built a bit of a following, so... Um, thank you guys so much for that. If you're listening right now, show me that you're tuned in by taking a screenshot and posting your Instagram stories that you're listening to the Privileged Black Kids Podcast. Make sure to tag our official Instagram page, which is at Privileged Black Kids Podcast. Also tag Manny and Malachi's Instagram pages if you're listening right now. And I will put all of that description below. Also, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to hear more content of Privileged Black Kids. And give a rate and review if you like this podcast as well. Make sure to share with all your family and friends and DM me on Instagram for any feedback. Again, thank you guys so much for love and support. And here's another episode of Privileged Black Kids. I want to, I guess, shift over now, like, besides, like, all the high school stuff, really towards, like, what happened this summer with Black Lives Matter. You know, Mm. what happened with George Floyd, all the killings of, like, black men and black women, um, you know, rest in peace spirit to Breonna Taylor. But I guess I'm wondering, like, kind of what were your thoughts around that time as far as what was going on? Because we haven't really been in a place like that in our country really ever to where, like, it was really a movement to where we were in a whole pandemic. Everybody was staying home. And then through all the, all the outrage, people were like, nah, I'm going to go protest. Yeah. We've never had, they, I think was, there, we've never had, like, the whole country, every state people go out and protest like what are your thoughts mm. during that time mm. um that during that time i was like i was really going through it as far as whenever i see people in those types of situations where it's like they're completely helpless um and it's like it's someone that looks like me or resembles me and like or who is of my culture you know like mm-hmm. of my people like i feel very deeply for those people like i just my heart goes out to them and their families. And, like, mm-hmm. I always try to put myself in their shoes or their family's shoes. 
and it's very easy to do that because they're black, you know. Mm. Um, and I make their pain mine, yeah. and I feel like what we need to do as everybody, like as human beings, is to start feeling empathy in that way, start thinking about it that way. But yeah, during that time, um, I felt even more inclined to do something more uh, for my people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, more than ever, 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 ever. Something you've never done before. Sure. Yeah, and that's where I kind of came up with um, this clothing line that I mm. have. Yeah. Uh, or that I'm creating. It's not officially out yet. But, uh, you know, all the proceeds go towards um, the Black Lives Matter mm. movement. Yeah. Um, or different charities and organizations that kind of, um, you know, promote black, you know, uh, excellence or promote you know um you know uh, a betterment for our people just positive things in the black community absolutely gotcha. so okay yeah um it was it was a very very another altering um evolving time for me as a person mm-hmm. you know because it's like i've always wanted to do uh, either like uh how do you say it Phil- philanthropic philanthropic uh, philanthropic philanthropy or whatever yeah, yeah <laughs> like i've always wanted to do that you know just generally and then like you know to um really have you know a cause that you truly believe in that you truly feel mm. like that's it just changes everything it changes you as a person yeah. you know that during that time you know george floyd and brianna taylor like they're um it's sad that they had to be sacrifices for it to be to this point yeah. but i'm very grateful that I'm, I'm grateful that the pandemic allowed for everybody to see this Mm. to see like the actual how wrong it is you know what i mean like yeah. how really effed up it really is um and to for them to just feel it as yeah. people so yeah man a lot a lot went on for me what, what, what would you say yeah um i'd like to speak on this too because obviously i'm not um i am of color but i'm i'm not black obviously so it, it touched me in a way that uh we had a dog pop into the podcast. Um, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, go on. Is it Kiki? So, uh, yeah, man, it hit me in a way that was uh, very, very weird. Um, I I feel for for everyone and their families who, who lost their lives. And it's just like I had to learn so much information. Was it like information overload for you in a sense? Because like, I don't know, for me it was. It really was me not knowing enough or a lot about culture or mm. about black lives. Like it just, it it was almost a, a lot. But yeah, I'm very grateful to have you know a friend that's that's black and to like educate me on stuff like that. And yeah. you know what I mean. So mm. going to the protest, it was like much bigger than like I felt much bigger than I was. You know what yeah. I mean. It made me feel good. Like. And so when I see uh, stuff on media, like like ho- horrible things on media, like for me, I I don't feel the need. Maybe it's different for other people, but I don't feel mm. the need to repost or like to, because like, because I'm not black, like yeah. I just I feel like I don't have a right and like, to say, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I feel like I don't have the right to say anything upon yeah. that, and I feel like. I'm disrespecting someone if I do. You know what I mean? Mm. But if I can educate myself and my family on what's going on in the world right now, mean is is better for me than to, you know, 
like repost something. And, yeah. And, you know. I mean, I mean, if it's from honestly, bro, if it's like from the heart and it's something that you like, you see as a problem you want to advocate for, like you don't have to be black to like post repost that. You know what I mean? Not. Like. Yeah, yeah, not. for sure. But I, I don't know. For me, I just feel it's like a a way of disrespect. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me, the mindset. But mm. that's just how I feel. Like I. I don't know. I feel like I'm disrespecting someone in some way because <laughs> yeah. I'm not black. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I, but I, I always respected that, like, as his best friend, like, I've always respected the fact that he's just open to listening, you know? Yeah. And then, like, upon listening, he actually, like, um, he'll ask, okay, what can I do? Like, mm-hmm. what, you know? Like, how else can I... Like, Besides just doing, like, a black screen. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Facts, man, facts. Because exactly. it's like, yeah, and then it's funny, too, because... That was so corny, I'm sorry. Would, like, no, no, bro, like, you're right. Like, I would check, so I would literally check people's pages if they had the black screen on it. And it's like, Malachi, wait, no. That's it's such much, a bad thing. It's much deeper than just the I would say, screen, though, because like, we had, like, you know, like, throughout that time, like, social media became, like, all about Black Lives Matter and, like, race. And it came yeah, in a sense bro. to where, like... You, you could see on your tail, t- like, the people who are quiet, you're like, oh, like, there's something. And then someone come out, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, I already knew. But, like, it's kind of weird to where it's like, I don't know if that's good to where it's like, if you don't post on social media, that doesn't mean you're an advocate for it. Like, some people just probably didn't know what to say, you know? Yeah, true. And, like, a lot of them didn't want to lose, like, I'm sure they didn't want to lose the, the black friends that they had. Because a lot of, I, one thing I figured out, I had a really, really in-depth uh, conversation with someone who didn't understand Black Lives Matter at all. Mm. Uh, this person was very, very close to me. So it was like, it was very, very interesting to see their perspective perspective on this. And a lot of people, they don't, um, a lot of people, they... They were just more educated or just what, what was it like? It was like, I tried to educate this person and they wouldn't want to. They kind of, they tr- they kept rebut- rebuttaling with things. You know, or I'm just, you know, just like say who they are, but I guess what were some of the rebuttals that they would say that kind of just... Just like, it was just, okay, for one, it was all BS. You yeah. Know? But they're, it's just like, um, okay, maybe one of the things that they'd say would be like, um, oh, they thought Black Lives Matter was like all like the protests. They didn't mm-hmm. see it as protesting. They didn't see it as marching. They saw it as for a cause. They saw it as a mob. Oh, specifically like the, would, specifically yeah, yeah. the word mob. And it's like, okay, who else is using the word mob, right? Yeah. It's the it's the TV networks, the news networks that you know that are promoting it in that way. Yes, bro. <laughs> exactly. Let's just let's just say how it is. Yeah. Fox News is like, come on, bro. You don't know everything about, uh, or like you're obviously trying to put a, a certain rhetoric on mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter movement, and it's like you're feeding people that information. Then they become like the person that I love and dear, and now it's like I gotta debate whether or not I'm going to, like, you know, yeah. actually cut this person off or not, you know? Like, and that's sad. That breaks up families. That breaks up friendships. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, like, being, be open to what this, your black friend is telling you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, be, be willing to ask questions on how to, you know, uh, do more for your black friend and for his people or her people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's one thing too, dude. Like I felt so like I would text you like constantly, like bro, are you okay? Like yes, like yeah, are you he doing was okay. How you feeling? checking on like, me mentally? Like it was important. Like, I want to be there for you, you know, because like I feel like I felt it too. Like right. I felt like I shouldn't, I shouldn't have felt it like yeah. he did, you right. know? but I did, 
and it, it just hurt in a way and even well i would actually disagree with that i would actually i would say that you should have felt it the way i did because we're all people on that on that playing field at least i know what you're trying to say right, and you're right. you're right to a degree i think mm-hmm. it's just important that it's like anybody can feel for black people anybody can feel for muslims gays we're all people right and people yeah. forget about that you shouldn't see anyone as as you know what like you should see everybody as one you know and yeah like absolutely be, race like, is stupid like it's beautiful but it's an out it might sound controversial, but I the reason why I say it's dumb, more so not race itself, but more so like how people organize people. Well, just how it affects things like you can go socioeconomically. There's so many yeah. things that, I mean, yeah, exactly. I always joke with my friends, it's like, it's you like know, stop, everything ties back to race. Right, exactly. <laughs> stop, stop putting me in just one group of people, mm. you know what I mean? Even though I love this group of people and I love the culture and I love, you know, you know, the history, like, you know, it's like. I, I cherish black people and I love it. I love them mm-hmm. to death. I love my people and Mexican people too. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, I hate being cornered into a specific, you know, yeah. person, like, you know, or group or like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's one thing that frustrates me because I'm so much more than that. I'm a mm-hmm. human being, first of all, but like, you know, it's like, look at my character, look at my personality. Yeah. I'm a whole human being, bro. I'm different from what you think I am, you know? Yeah. No, that's real. I mean, just seeing how kind of how you thought about it, it's like really kind of opening and like you're, I'm getting back to like what that time was because this, this is kind of a blur. Mm-hmm. And oh, you're, you're talking about like George Floyd? Yeah, George Floyd and everything. And it's dope seeing that like you were texting him because like yo, my friends, it's crickets, bro. Crickets, <laughs> like, fam. Yeah. It was crickets for the most part. And I get it because it's, in some sense, like I have some people to where they were getting reached out, but they didn't feel like it was real genuine. Like, it kind of just felt like this play of, like, oh, I have to. You right. know what I mean? Um, Did, were you in ATL at the time? No. And oh. I kind of, like, I don't know. That would have been, like, very monumental, like, just to be in that area. Because <laughs> yeah. I have friends, bro, like, who were there, like, during the protests. Like, I would see people that, like, I knew. Mm-hmm. They're on CNN. Like, I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> like, I've seen you in class. <laughs> and, like, now I just see yeah. you on CNN. Like, you're, you're That's crazy. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. In that sense, I wish I was there. I don't know. Being in the Valley, like, it was... I don't know. Like, I was in Tracy, which is, like... I'm, like, mm-hmm. right next to the Bay Area, so it's, like, pretty liberal, and people are, like, I guess, like, with the culture, or what I mean. Sure, yeah. But it's, it's I guess, crazy because, like, you have Modesto, and then you have places like Oakdale and Ripon, which are, like, total... Like, a lot of times, it's on the total opposite, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for, for those who don't know, it's, like, Oakdale. Yeah, like, we went to a protest in Oakdale. Wait, you went? You went to that one? We yeah. both went to that one. Damn, that, you know before before that you, there, I learned a lot. Like, wow, what the f? Before you guys talk about that, it's it's funny because I was I think I was texting Matt about this. It might be another person, but we were talking about like um, something that was gonna like you. I saw the post like, oh, there's gonna be like this thing in Oakdale, mm-hmm. and I think I joke with Matt. I'm like, as a black man, I'm not going. Like, I'm not trying to get killed. <laughs> no, like, you're, I yeah, no, I was no. Like, you're, you're right, you're right, and I'll tell you mm-hmm. why because I don't. The protest in in Oakdale was, it was, it didn't do anything. It was, it just happened. You know what I mean? It didn't create create awareness. It didn't um, spur people to join the movement. Wait, who set that up? I'm just curious, like who? Uh, Oakdale? I have no idea. No idea. But we we wanted to come out because we we only been to one at the time, one protest. Mm -hmm. And we missed a lot already. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, Oakdale is right here. Let's just go to it to show our support. Yeah. But it just turned into two angry mobs yelling at each other even you know what i mean and then yeah. eventually getting violent we we weren't violent 
at yeah. all. Don't get me wrong. Like it was definitely the other. It was definitely Oakdale. Yeah. And and the white folk like that were there, on that side, yeah. threatening us and hurting us. You know. Um, was it white people on both sides or like what was like? It was. was <laughs> it's funny. It was so mixed. Do you remember? Yeah. It was, it was it, like, like our side of like you know Mexican like white even yeah. white people were on our yeah. side and then it was. You know, it was every, it makes everything. Yeah, like and you look on the other side. It's just the same it, person. Yeah, it's whoa, the same whoa, person. Whoa, like, like you, yeah. That, that's what Are I'm y'all saying, cousins bro. or something? Because it's like that's <laughs> no, crazy. that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. what, like when it happened, like the Black Lives Matter movement, like George Floyd, when everything started happening, it mm-hmm. was like whoa, okay. But then I got to see like a glimpse of it, like in real life, like mm-hmm. in front of me. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, okay!" And something clicked, and I was like, "That's not right, bro, mm. at all, on any scale." Like, the rage, bro. Like, like these people—they weren't just like upset. They wanted mm. to like hurt. Yeah, us. they you were like, they're, like it was fury. It was like it's more. It's like a level above just being upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was wild. I it just don't wild. get. I guess I don't get why. Like, why would you? Why go? Want to hurt? Some- no, oh. no, not you. But why was? Why would you want to hurt somebody that's like just trying to like advocate for equality and just like people don't? That. I, I, I think it becomes a, a discussion of do these people want to learn about mm. you know others? Like you know, like they're so set in their ways. And I, I mean, think of it like this, right? If black people were, you know, if you flip, if you uh, flipped roles, black people are now the white people of today, right? We basically, so if you think about it, we've had practically all the riches, all like the glory and then like all the land, all like, you know what I mean? Mm. All the power, right? Power is the key word there. Years and years and years of power. And then like it comes to a point where it's like you can get away with practically anything, mm-hmm. you know, just because of like your skin. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Literally skin too, which is funny if you really think about that. But skin. Yeah. You can get away with anything, practically anything. It's like, would you want to let that go? Would you want to let go of power? You know, like we're biased because we're we we feel mm. each other, right? We're we're on the same side here. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like I I know your experience as a black man, so I'm gonna of course, like I'm 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 gonna side with you and support you. Yeah. It's like, but when it comes to 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 white people, it's harder for white people to fathom a world a world without them being on top there's like because you know like black people like we tend to get like kind of like we go on tangents because we get so passionate about this shit um that's me i it was i guess tying it to race because like being from the central valley it's so different like going from the valley to atl like it's a total flip i'm sure i've I've been meaning to visit by the way uh, no definitely if you ever want to come through like slide (laughs) it's it's, it's, it's hella weird, bro, because at least in the Valley, like, it was, it wasn't bad, bad. I mean, also, I went to Rubank High, which is, like, a lot of Hispanic, so, like, it wasn't, sure, like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I didn't, I didn't go to school with white people like that. And then, it's, it's this weird thing, too. Like, every time I always fly into, like, um, Oakland Airport, and I go to, like, in and out with my parents, and it's different because, like, I'll see white people and Asian people, and I don't feel like they're looking at me, but in Atlanta, it feels different. Like, you can feel, like, when a white person is looking at you that, you shouldn't either you shouldn't be there they're asking like they're in their heads like yo why is he here you know what i mean yo, that's yeah. wild like it's i don't know i like i have like hell experiences like i remember really? one time i was in um i was in an uber like i think i was getting like going back to campus and it was with a, a white person mm-hmm. and i told the school that i went to and like he kind of was like oh because he was like a big i don't know if you know like it within atlanta um 
you have the AUC like Morehouse, Spelman, Clark, but you also have Georgia Tech and Georgia State. And, oh, like, okay. Georgia Tech's like no, this great place for like engineering students. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he kind of like I think I said I said my school and he was like, oh well, it's not Georgia Tech. Like yeah, you get the network and the internships. And I kind of looked at him like. Bro, what? Like, my network is totally fine. I've been on private jets. I've been in Rolls Royces. I got the same big tech internships that these Georgia Tech kids mm, got. Mm. And it's kind of like this ignorance of, like, what an actual, like, HBCU is or what it can bring. Mm. Um, I'm very ignorant when it comes to HBCUs. Do you have any, like, any any questions about it? Like, while ah, we on this pod or not? Nah? Shoot. I mean, it's like, I so I read, I recently read a book um, by Sean King. I don't know if you mm, know yeah, Sean King. Yeah, he's a uh, uh, make tra- Yeah, so and he's he stay up in ATL. Like, yeah, 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 that's his that's his place because he went to school there. He, he yeah. went to HBC, HBCU. H- yeah, and he kind of told of his experience and it's like he, that HBCU was like his life. Like it changed his life and like it, you know what I mean. Yeah. So like I guess the everyday experience mm-hmm. out of HBCU, what was it like? It was such a trip, bro. Like, coming from the Valley, like, there's a lot of kids that come from the Bay, L.A., D.C., Chicago, New York. Like, those are places, places in the South that are, like, really black. Like, I didn't have that. Mm. So, to go somewhere different, like, it was just a total flip, like, to see, like, all these black men and women, like, actually. I've heard that so many times, Like, trying to do things, like, positive in their life. Like, I had so many conversations where I would just be like, I wouldn't get this back home or a lot of other places. Yeah. Like, for instance, one time I was in the dorm. And it was, like, me or, like, eight or ten of my friends, and we were in this, like, program called, like, the Protégé Program, which basically helps with career development and getting us, like, going. Some dope, yeah. And we were, like, having this full-on debate about, like, Goldman Sachs versus Google. Like, banking, Wall Street versus, like, tech in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And I was, like, this is super nerdy and corny, but, like, (laughs) I loved it. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, like, I didn't get that. Like, it was, I could actually, like, talk to other black people, like, and not be about sports and the entertainment industry. That's sick. I love that. It was, um... I learned a lot. I like that's I was, really cool. Man. I was ignorant that's myself. Really cool. Like I remember, I saw some dude and like he was like six four. Like he had he had uh, locks, and I was like, oh, he's probably like this Basketball. type of person. Oh, okay. And then I talked to him. He's like, he was like, yeah, I'm like spoken word and poetry. And I was like, oh, that's what? sick as hell. And I was that's like, sick as hell. I didn't. I even know. So Look, yeah, that's that's another thing, bro. We need diversity with, amongst our people. It's like we need people who are gonna be bankers and, yeah. and owners of different things. And like, yeah. I, I noticed that it's like, it's been more prevalent in recent times where it's yeah. like you see more black people doing different things, yeah. which is really cool. I love to see it. You know I, I mean? Yeah. I guess for me, like just to be in a place, not even, I, I wouldn't even say the professors and some of the mentors are cool, but the people who are juniors and seniors that would show me the rope, like Mm. I had certain moments where, like, I felt like I was more at the top or I felt like I was okay. Like, yeah. imagine you're a freshman. Like, the main thing, kids come in just to do school and they focus on their gen eds. And I would tell my boys, like, my older older friends, I'd be like, yo, I really want to go to one of these programs on Wall Street. Like, I want to be there for a day. And they're like, we're going to put this. We're going to get your resume popping. We're going to get you in the clubs, do the podcast. <laughs> and we're going to get you there. And lo and behold, a few months later, I get, like, some email saying, you've been accepted this program. Yeah. And, like email us to get all your flight information and i was yes, like so and then to be like just you know like when you're in like new york and just like at the top you're like oh shoot like this is hella dope like i was able to learn network connect and those Absolutely. type of things beautiful man we should have more yeah like i don't i don't know i, I, I would have like i feel like any school i would have been fine but at least mm-hmm. a morehouse like i got like real good like mentoring and connections from black people and black men who cared about me so Absolutely. yeah that was like did like, you did experience. you come across any kind of like uh, like I mean, there's definitely a lot of black ignorance. We're all ignorant in ignorant, a sense, like to be more specific, the ignorant motherfuckers. Like, I mean, did you come across that in, in the HBCU? 
Yes and no. I don't know. I mean, like I said, like we're also like young black kids. Like there's so many things. That I, we... I guess that's kind of like where my, my question stems because it's like how much was the what was the balance like between you guys being young and black? Because you know how we are as young and black men compared was, to like. I mean, it was still like very high level. Like a lot of times, like I would kind of just. I, I learned a certain conversation. I had to take a step back because they were just way more educated on certain things. Oh, wow. Like I didn't. I didn't. I had the privilege of growing up in, like, Northern California. Mm-hmm. So, we're, like, there are people that, that are from the South that have grandparents who, like, went through the actual, like, split happened with slavery. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they have, like, a deep connection to that type of stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. And I didn't really have that also because, like, my yeah, grandparents are, like, passed away or, like, they're mm-hmm. not there like that. But it's just so different in the South that. because they're so connected to that stuff. Like, we uh, would talk about race and talk about socioeconomic things. And they were just at a different level because they experienced it. And I wasn't really there because, like, I grew up around, like, Hispanic people. And, like, at mm-hmm. least Northern California, the Bay Area, the Central Valley is not as bad as other places. Like, maybe if you're in, like, North Carolina or South Carolina. Like, the history, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not like I that mean, in California. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it, w- it was a long learning curve. I'm still learning a lot today. But mm-hmm. you would talk to, like, I have some of my friends from Spelvin. Um, shout out them. Like, they would... They would give me game on so many things, like for like forty five minutes to an hour, and I was like, "Yo, Yo you're eighteen, nineteen years old. Like, how do you learn all this? You know what I mean?" Um, yeah, that's up. I would say the I wouldn't say the bad thing. I I think if kids like do you want to go to an HBC, you have to like. Oh, that's a good yeah. You have to like know like you really want to level up because in a sense, I'm not gonna lie. When I first got to Morris, I felt like a bum. Like in my sense, like I would hear all these people, like a lot of these people already had businesses or nonprofits, like they were valedictorians, like they, wow, yeah. they had like so much the stuff. The best of the best. They had so much like stuff on their, already on their resume and yeah. like I didn't have that. And I, I kind of like stripped myself out to where like mm-hmm. my friends back home be like, you're killing it. But like when I'm in Morehouse, I'm just like, ah, like, I'm really not. Like I'm oh, not. Bro. Yeah. Like I, it was. I'd be one of those people like, damn, Kendall, you living it up. Like, <laughs> like, Good stuff, man. Keep it going. Like, yeah. I mean like. I think nonetheless, all right, have you felt like you've grown? Yeah, like definitely. I mean, a lot, a little. <laughs> nah, definitely a lot. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. In a sense, like everything, nah. <laughs> things are raised where people, everybody, like they have an expectation, so things are pretty natural. Like kind of everybody naturally has a side hustle, has a side thing they do. Like sure, yeah. whether it's fashion, podcasting, YouTube. I know people like doing lash businesses. Like mm-hmm. it's very normal. And then like the internship hunt. Like I think there's a. There's a thing that I guess like the the, the average like college grad like starts off making like forty or forty five k, and like half of college grads that graduate don't have a job lined up, and Morehouse is like it's kind of expected like you're going to have like four or five six figure job offers, Whoa. because like your network and your resume and your experiences are so good that like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be wow. like I got to points where I would go to programs like I've been in programs now with kids from Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, and like mm-hmm. I see now like. There's not much of a gap if you're curious and you just like to learn. Like, I didn't feel that anymore. To yeah. where, like, I used to be the kid that, like, was pissed off at my, like, SAT score. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in the same program with a kid from mm-hmm. Harvard. Like, that's I, sick as I, felt, I felt totally fine, so. Did you did you find, like, a lot of uh, older black folks there? Like I mean, like, be, like being, like, in Atlanta or just, like, Morehouse? More, like, Morehouse. Like, I don't really know. Like, what do you mean by old heads? <laughs> just kind of like, you know how some people, like, a lot of old heads come back to college? Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot. Or is it mainly just all young people? Like most No, colleges? I mean, of course, like, it's, it's a place for young people. Also, it's different because, like, most people, like, live on campus. Like, you have some schools, a lot of people are, like, commuting. So mm-hmm. it kind of creates this community vibe. But as far as, like, older people, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know, like my guy, like Rashawn Williams, like he's he's not even that old, like he's forty, and like to me, he's an OG. Oh no, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I don't know, That's man. Like I'm thinking of like old heads who I talk to. There are certain people. I think I I told you, um, the dude like Brandon Jenkins. Oh yeah. Like him giving me a podcast interview is so dope because like imagine like you know like after um you end practice and you're just on YouTube scrolling yeah. and I would watch this dude on Complex all the time interviewing guys like LeBron, Kobe, Kendrick, the Migos. Okay. And then like a few years later to like actually get a podcast interview with Jinx and like asking like, yo, what was it like interviewing Kendrick Lamar and Kobe Bryant? That's sick. And him running the game, like how it was, like talking to me for like an hour and 30 minutes. Like those type of things, you can't, you like, you don't really forget. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah so, you. yeah, that was, I guess, like my HBC experience. Um, I guess now I kind of want to go more towards the branding stuff and what you guys have been doing. I'll let Malachi go first because, like, you've been doing a lot. Kind of, like, tell people, like, what you've been working on, what you're into, and, you know. Sure. Yeah. I guess all of that. Yeah. So, um, uh, as you know, I've been pr- predominantly, like, modeling. I've mm. been modeling for a couple of years now. Um, but I recently got signed to a new agency in all the way over in Manchester, England. Damn. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate it. This man's really, what did they say? Uh, some of this, it's like a foreign quote. You see all the, the rap lyrics. Like, I'm global or something. Uh, no. like, I don't know. No, I think it's like a little baby or gonna lyric. It's like, oh, we, we global or we something. Global. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the goal, though. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, you know, move around a bit. And um, it's like, I've been moving around my whole life. It's like, I might as well just keep doing it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I, I definitely want to see the world, and I definitely want to um, be over there. That's why I kind of chose that agency to be, to sign with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like aside from the whole modeling thing, this is where the, like, everything got exciting for me. Was uh, I've been learning a lot about real estate. So mm. I, I started my own LLC. It's a okay. real estate investing company. Um and we're still like i'm still trying to get it off the ground i'm doing this by myself so it's like i'm like i don't have a mentor or anything uh to help me out with it um so like i've just been taking every step Mm -hmm. you know uh carefully but wildly at the same time and what i mean by that is like going crazy like learning as much as i can because what what sources for the people who are listening like they should go to like learn about real estate wow there's so many dude there's so (laughs) there's so many because like the wealthy they have real estate everybody who's wealthy has real estate i promise you but some sources is uh um her name is noelle i think noelle campbell oh i forgot her name it's like noelle something i i can probably like uh send you the link later if you want to you know link it but um, that's one, another dude, he's, uh, he's called Lewis helps. Um, not one of the biggest pages, but Zach, that's actually what's beautiful about it is that you can actually reach out to him and he'll respond, you know, yeah. but Lewis helps. He has a ton of knowledge on the, on the subject. Um, uh, I read a lot on, um, you know, like the, the OGs, like Tony Robbins and like, Tony you Robbins, know, yeah. These, these guys are like, they're huge. Um, I forgot his name. Again, it's the same dude I, I tried talking to you about with the podcast. Gary Vaynerchuk? No, Grant not Gary. Uh, Greg Cardone. Greg Cardone is another one. Uh, but yeah, like the the two I, I first named, I've mainly been learning from them. A lot of, There's a lot of information on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of courses you can take yeah. um, that I've been meaning to take. I just haven't yet because I'm just, you know, I'm still getting my feet wet as yeah, far as, yeah, you definitely. know. But um, yeah, I've been doing real estate and then the i've been doing like the passion project which is um another company that i i own i formerly own which is 
uh, called Fambo Clothing. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I've ever talked about it, you know, to like the public. But um, it's um, it should be dropping very very soon this year, mm-hmm. and it's a collection. Uh, that I'm basing around, you know, kind of humanity and what we've been talking about with the Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. Uh, and like the fir- very first collection is based around Black Lives Matter. Um, uh, you know, I got a commercial shot for it. I've got, you know, like models so in it. And so I, I like want to see more stuff. Yeah, bro. I want visuals. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm curious now. I'm very, very excited for that. It's, it's like definitely one that's dear to my heart and like I'm going to keep forever. You know, like, I'm not ever trying to sell this company. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm going to try to grow it as much as I can, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, yeah, it's just promoting humanity, being, like, togetherness. And it's, like, and love, you know, positivity and awareness. Yeah. Awareness is a big one because, mm-hmm. like, it's not just going to cover uh, Black Lives Matter. It's going to cover different causes, you know? Mm-hmm. Me Too right. movement, for example. Like, you know? And um, I th- it also will give me the, the, the chance to talk and expand my my knowledge around different causes and, and subjects from other people that you know I either know or don't know at all. Yeah, you know. So, Damn. yeah, that's uh, that's been my bread and butter right now, man. Is just learning about both those, you know, industries. Yeah. Um, and then you know, keeping my modeling alive and then trying to shoot as much as I can, staying within that creative element. What do you think for yourself has been like the hardest part so far throughout building, like the process? Ooh. Um, definitely definitely being alone mm. being and what i mean by that is that i'm coming from modesto california um practic i'm a nobody it's like i don't i didn't go to college to meet to network and mm. and meet people that can link me with other people you know yeah. what i mean everything has to come from me yeah. everything like and and that's so hard i'm like it's Trying to find a mentor, it's like if that's difficult. If you need itself, one, if you need one, I got you. Hell that's, yeah, maybe I'll have because I need I need that. <laughs> it's just like trying. I I, be, I truthfully believe in uh, team effort. You know, mm. like it's like you can't. I think you can accomplish so much more in life if you just have people under you or with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's definitely definitely like the hardest thing I've kind of had to endure. So Damn, far. bro, that's so dope. Yeah. I I guess last question on that, like, what's What's people's, like, biggest misconception when you are building these brands or, like, are you as a person? Because I think even we were talking before, like, I thought you were, like, the modeling dude. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I didn't see the other stuff. Like, what's, I guess, people's, like, biggest mis- so, misconception yeah, about I'm, you? Yeah, and I'm, I'm more passionate about the other things other than modeling. Modeling mm. is just a side thing, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I was blessed enough to, you know, kind of look the way I look and people actually say, like, okay, dude, tall, you got like, something. Tall, yeah. like, skin. Yeah, <laughs> like, the eyes and stuff. Like, it's like, I, I've been, I'm extremely uh, blessed to have that. Yeah. So, and I use that to my benefit. But to answer your question, the biggest misconception when it comes to pursuing entrepreneurship, you know, like, or anything around that, you know, respective area is that, um, that it's easy. It's not. It is the one of the hard, it's so hard, bro. Like it's, it's what, what's hard about it is more, more so like getting your mind wrapped around that you cannot stop. It's mm-hmm. like a 24 hour or no, I'm sorry, a 24 seven gig. Like you cannot yeah. stop. You really can't. It never and, ends. It's not. It's exactly. not nine to five. Like, and when, yeah. and as you go, you'll get you know you'll get accustomed to it and mm-hmm. like get the hang of it. But it's like, that's definitely definitely the main thing because people think you can just step in the moment and then become Gary yeah. Vaynerchuk like I, the next day. I want to stick on the entrepreneurship part because um, I got a lot of homies and people I've been like texting lately about like entrepreneurship versus corporate America and all this stuff, and I'm trying to figure out I guess people's lands or what they want to do because 
I was talking to somebody and they were basically saying how like they wanted to, I think they actually want to go to school, but they want to be an entrepreneur. And they were like, I was like, do you, are you open to working for a startup or like working for corporate America? And they're like, nah. And I was like, wait, like in a sense, the bad thing about people have kind of glamorized entrepreneurship and they don't talk about the failures and what people go through. Mm. And um, I make this joke with people who like say they want to go into entrepreneurship when they say, I don't want to work for nobody. I say, you're still going to end up working for your employees, maybe your board members, your investors and your customers. Like you have to make all those four happy. And if you don't, then like it's your fault. Absolutely. Those people are like those, everything you just listed right now like those are extensuations of you and like you have to you do you have to yeah. put in the effort otherwise you will fail yeah. like you know again team effort there yeah. you go again you know um but uh did you ask a question i don't think you asked i guess a question. i guess <laughs> no i was thinking um and I, I had like something i thought back to like jack dorsey and twitter because like he runs twitter and he's getting like hammered for something that he didn't create twitter it was like oh i'm gonna like change politics and now right. he's going through you know what i mean yeah 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 but, um, i know what you're talking about too i guess like this is like a very broad question but like how do you know if you're an entrepreneur or not oh okay look the questions i'm saying <laughs> man uh, really great question great <laughs> question <laughs> Oh man, um, you know you're an entrepreneur when you, for one, like you can't, like your friend said, work for anybody. Like when you when you have a job, I know that when I have a job, something like festers in me when it comes to like you know having to um, go to somebody, you know, mm-hmm. and um, like being looked at as like lesser. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the manager thinks of you as just like another worker bee, you know, and like how people treat you. The public treats workers today it's like it's shitty it's like it's not okay yeah it's like they're people too you know but that's a whole other thing um, amazon <laughs> no i'm, I'm kidding loki that's serious serious Yo. but go on but uh it's um yeah you know you're an entrepreneur when you know you can't work for someone else and when you work a regular job you know it's like you feel like it's just a part of a process you know um also too it's like if you have a bug for you know sales and selling things like if you mm. feel like you can you know you have like a, a knack yeah. or a talent uh you were for a bit like flipper things. growing up or stuff like that i um somewhat i think uh actually i was a different i was different from that mm-hmm. more that was more so my dad uh i think i just caught the bug for um believing that i can do it myself you know what i mean i can mm. create a company myself and like yeah. you know um i have such a long way to go but it's like it's a it's a gut feeling, and I think mm. when you if you know like you know you know what I mean like within that it's within you, because yeah. a lot of it's a it's a big jump if you want to quit your job mm. for entrepreneurship you kind of have to know that you're gonna be an entrepreneur you know yeah not meaning you that, can't like dabble within it right. especially if you like you don't got no in, no income anymore and that's definitely not saying that everyone is an entrepreneur because that's yeah. so, and I think a big misconception so I I really hate this is like. It's become now, it's like, if you're an entrepreneur or not, and if you're not, like, you're not, you don't, you don't have grind, you don't have the hustle, it's like, Facts. yo, like, some people, like... Their grind is different. Some people, like, they have different ideas of ours, what they want to do. Some people go work their corporate jobs and try to figure out the industry, so when they do start the business, they know what they're doing. Like, yeah, there's, so there's many no one way to There's be so an many different like... lanes, and I don't know. I get a lot of pushback from that from sometimes people, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, in a sense, like to learn about multiple things, and, like, see, like, 
in my sense, because like my, I guess, like entrepreneurial thing is my podcast. Like that's what I love doing. I don't Absolutely. have like no you other like. Yeah. I don't have like no like I, some people like. There's this kind of weird culture. People just creating brands, just create brands, yeah. and like I'm not for that. Like I have to like. It has to be a problem to me that's really impactful that I want to try to solve. Absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely, so, and that's like yeah. that kind of accentuates from me wanting to create fanbo clothing. You know, yeah. it's like it has to have something. I was. I've been me and you can you can even uh, be a, a a testament to this, but me and him tried to start Fanbo Clothing a long time ago, together, and we yeah. have drawings have and drawings every designs and everything. Everything. Um, but that was just wanting to start a brand. It's just, not just to start one. Yeah, just to, for, just for the sake of starting no one, which is yeah. dope. Which is dope. It's a sign, you know. It's definitely. It's not like it was just nothing, but. Now it's different. I started. I started Fanbo clothing. He wanted to do his own thing, so we're not doing it together. But um, he's definitely been a big help for me. But um, I knew that I couldn't make this company unless it was something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not gonna want to feed it and grow it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it stands for something. It's like like it's almost like after clothes. You know? Mm-hmm. It's more so about the message behind it and then like what it stands for yeah you feel me so no, that's super dope yeah. i guess that's you know it's shifting over to you like kind of talk about what you've been building lately with like your brand and just you know i've seen you do a lot like it's funny because like i said like i'm on social media all the time and i kept seeing you post stuff and i was like yo this dude's mad creative he's definitely an entrepreneur like you could see it so kind of mm-hmm. talk about that yeah yeah so this year um like i i have to give some credit to malachi too you know because he's He's been like a big help and inspiration, um, you know, this past year. And so he kind of like helped me get that creative like itch side to me, you mm-hmm. know. So like this year I started uh, exploring into like being an influencer, a fashion influencer, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to uh, push fashion forward in a yeah. way where I can, you know. And then later on, now I want to be a designer, a fashion designer. Yeah. Um you know, it, it, and really the brand's called Emmanuel Gennaro and it's, it's not out yet, but I'm working on it, you know, mm-hmm, and, yeah. you know, it drops coming soon. So, um, basically the meaning behind that, it, it's my name and it's, it really just correlates to like who I am as a person and mm-hmm. like everything behind me. So like, and it sounds good. <laughs> yes. Facts. I really like, oh, that's fire. Okay, that Manny, thank, you know, man. thank you. Thank you. I very appreciate it. But so my mom really, she was like a fashionista her whole life. She went into modeling when she was in high school. Damn, your mom was a model? I did not know that either, bro. What? I, I saw this, bro, I swear. <laughs> your family's super dope, bro. Like, damn, yeah. entrepreneur, model. Yeah, your mom and dad, like, they're great. We're going. Like, dad my grandma, music. she was like a fashionista too, like, buys all the, like, name brands and, like, she just, she can dress, bro. Like, my other grandma, she made clothes like mm. sewed her own clothes just because like they were poor so that's what they had to do you know Damn, they yeah, couldn't buy yeah. clothes so it's like i just put everything together dude and like i just i don't know that creative side just like hit me really hard and i was like okay like this is what i want to do i want to like make clothes at a high end with like good quality and just mm. you know because that's just what i love you know mm. i love clothes i just have a thing for clothes like you see it on my rack right here you yeah. know like and so another thing that I've been working on is um, a fashion show that I mm-hmm. want to put out in June. Actually, a friend of mine is helping me with it. His name's Dylan. Shout out to my guy, Ways Visual. Um, so yeah, we're we're hoping uh, to do that in June, and hopefully it, it turns out to be a, a huge success. You know, mm-hmm. I always told myself too, like 
the first fashion show I want to go to is either going to be one of my own or a fashion show that I'm going to walk in. You know? That's so, so dope. So yeah. hopefully that, that can come to life. Uh, so yeah, man, that that's really it just for this year, you know, mm-hmm. obviously more in the future, but yeah, for 2021 for sure. I guess for you, like what's been some of the tougher parts of like building out the brand or certain things that you kind of kept having to like, not, I wouldn't say hit a wall in a sense, but just things that kept coming up or things that would kind of like irritate you, but you just kept going. Um, uh, I'd say just like solving problems on my own, like, cause I, I'm learning this, this sewing, like how to make clothes yeah. it, without a mentor or like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it kind of goes like the same way, like mm-hmm. just not having, like, it's a, not like school team. where you have all the answers or like, like right, a job where you like have a team. People, yeah. yeah. Right. There's no like study sheet where, nah, you know what right. I mean? So, it's like in like people were in Modesto, California, like, you know. <laughs> Modesto is not, not. It's not like we're in Los Angeles or San Francisco where we can literally bump into somebody and they'll just be the True. head of a fashion design right. company. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like I'm literally like my vision, just putting it on to like mm-hmm. what I think Flex. looks good. You know what I mean? So yeah. That's that's basically it. There's no real answer to that. To I've always know. said too though. It's like the harder the road is, like to get to somewhere, like the more beneficial it will be. Like in the end, in the long run, you know. Damn. Yeah, bro, that's, I mean, that's, it's great, like, hearing y'all's stories, like, just about how you guys are in a fashion and really, like, building brands actually, like, mean yeah. something. Instead of some of these brands just kind of put, they put them up in that sound school and just put on a shirt. They get some cute models and it's like, hey, buy Facts. my brand. Like, Facts, yeah. it, it gets a little bit irritating. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot, yeah. And there's so many out there, too. Yeah. And it's such a saturated. Gonna, I know I'm going to get those type of reactions for sure, but, you know. It, you just got to push through that, you, you just know. just got to push through, yeah. man. It is yeah. what it is. Uh, definitely. All right, so I kind of wanted to go some, like, last part, like, quick hitters, like, just certain things I want your guys' opinions on or just answers. Sure. Yeah, yeah. First question, like, you can go first. Favorite social media app? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. Can, what? Do I have to explain? Yeah, why Instagram? Okay. Normally, I would say Twitter, but I'm saying Instagram because you can potentially post Twitter posts on Instagram. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. So, and like people do that and I follow pages that do that. So I was like, mm. okay, I can still get a laugh. Yeah. That's but inter- in- Instagram has everything, dude. It's like, they're like annoying as annoying as Instagram is. It's caused a lot of depression. Is, <laughs> yes, bro. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's like, it sucks, but it has everything I would want and need mm. in an app for, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. It's in right now. It's like my portfolio as well. Uh, a lot of um, companies that are going to be looking at me for you know a potential client or a model for their clothing or whatever have you mm-hmm. um they look at my instagram and they they see like what's my personality like what's um what is actual look like you know in this everyday environment what does he look like i feel yeah. like instagram's more beneficial that way like True, yeah for networking Absolutely, almost, yeah. you know, like no one's gonna hit you up on Twitter or like- That's weird, I've been doing, like, ma- I've actually been doing mad networking on Twitter. Right. Like, I mean, oh, that's it, dope. Like for yeah. me, I don't know, cause you're, you're Instagram too. Right, yeah. I'm sure. definitely like pro Twitter. One, because IG like, it's becoming a sense like it's all about like influencer culture. It's heavy. Yes, like it's like yes. it's all the posts. Like yeah. I just I couldn't deal with it. Twitter in a sense like it's more fitting too. I mean like your thing is words. Yeah, like, it's right, words. Right. It's audio. Like literally like I don't know. Do y'all know about Clubhouse? No. 
you guys gotta get on this app called Clubhouse, bro. It's Wait, you guys. I've you, heard you, of it. you guys are talking. Okay, yeah. Um, I guess I'll do like a quick run through of Clubhouse. Clubhouse sure. is based like a spontaneous is a sponsor? audio app. So it's kind of a mix. I always say like Clubhouse is a mix of Snapchat, Tinder, and Tinder. Yeah, because yes, people like to date on there. Like, what happens is <laughs> what. There's a lot of these like weird, not weird That's groups, but it'll be like <laughs> people like they'll get in these rooms and it's like if you find hop in the room and then girls or guys will pick like who they think is cute and then it's like oh you DM me like on Instagram or Twitter. Yo. But the app is different because like literally you can't message nobody. You can only follow people. What? And if you want to message somebody, you have to go to their Instagram or Twitter. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, yeah, like it's totally spontaneous. So like I've been in conversations like I'll hop in and like Meek Mill or Twenty One Savage will be in there. But, like, unless you're screen recording the thing, like, it's not going to be posted on YouTube or be posted on Instagram, like, IGTV. Like, it's there, and it's there, and then it's gone. So, mm. um, I forgot. What of my mixes? I said Tinder, Snapchat, I would say LinkedIn, in a sense, and it kind of mixes Twitter. But those four, like, that's what I would say Clubhouse is. And okay. you're saying Clubhouse is what to you? It's a great place to, like, join different groups and, and like, um, meet people. Like, I literally got, like, my first, like, like paid podcast sponsor off somebody I met on Clubhouse. <laughs> because they're looking for young people of color or just young people in general who are creating dope brands and doing great things. But the mm. algorithm puts you to people that you might be interested in or, like, the groups. So you can follow different groups that will, like, hopefully, like, I have fashion people, I have media people. Like, you can pick any group that you want. Sure, yeah. And... You can just talk to That's them. That's hard. I'm going to check so, that out, man. But the biggest thing about it was different is invite only. Oh. So you can only get on Exclusive. if, like, so if you guys, like, tried to join Clubhouse, you would either have to have me or somebody else that you know is on Clubhouse let you in the room. Oh, for sure. I'll so, you yeah, hit me up. But I only have so many invites. Like, I have three right now, and really? I can't, like, lose all of them. So Gosh, you. Um, hit me up before I lose them. So Okay, okay. Next, next question. Quickly, favorite food. Favorite food? That's a pizza. Pizza? Pizza? Favorite, like, anything? If I can eat all anything. Time. Pizza? Like, anything all time? Yeah. Cereal, bro. Bowl of cereal. Every single day. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, yeah. dinner. What cereal? What cereal? God, Every cereal. I'm terrible. I'm not <laughs> a cereal fan, I'll, I'll bro. Any, really? No. I'm, it's like, I kind of grow up. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> so, for you, wait. <laughs> oh, my God. So, for you, it's really pizza, and then your, what's yours? Uh, My favorite all-time food? Probably pancakes. <laughs> okay, got you. Um, I love pancakes. Man. No, I mean pancakes are great. Introvert or extrovert? Oh, oh, both? Can I say both? Yeah, you can say both. All right, I'm definitely cool. both. Extra intro. You introvert, extrovert? I think, I think I'm an introvert. Yeah, you introvert. Okay, that's pretty. Um, I got a few. My mom were talking about that the other day. Yeah. If you could talk to one person alive right now, who would it be? Oh, live or alive? No, alive right now. Like if you could talk to one person alive, who would it be? Ooh, I've been waiting for someone to ask. Me. That's easy. Go first, cause yeah, I can't. you go first. If I could talk to one person alive, it'd be Jesus. Like no, no BS. Like for reals. And I would sit there and I'd have dinner and I'd talk to him about everything and anything. Jesus. Damn. That's one of the better answers I've gotten this podcast. Like <laughs> a lot of people be saying like influencers. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people say like, like how do I follow Obama, up with that? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. Do you have one? Like I hope oh. you don't say like. Kobe or something. <laughs> nah, I definitely, I definitely talked to Kobe Bryant. I said alive. Oh, they have yeah, to be alive. Yeah, I, I said I, that's what I meant. I was like, oh, yo, yeah, oh. yeah. If I could talk to one person alive, oh man, it'd probably be Virgil Abloh then. Like Virgil, yeah, I can see that. Virgil, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd have to sit down and like 
a good couple hours. Damn, bro, what a great question. Get to know him. Oh man, I'd probably either LeBron James or Pharrell, maybe. Damn, I'd okay. love to talk to Pharrell. Pharrell would be, Pharrell would be a really dope one. He's just like I look up to him a lot, like with a lot of with, a lot with what he does, and I feel like I embody a lot of the things he does. Okay, not super so. dope. I got I got three more. First one, biggest regret. Oh man. <laughs> Damn, I don't live life with regrets. <laughs> that's, that's that's so, yeah. Uh, or something that maybe you feel like you could have done better throughout your life. Um, to be honest, I could have left later to LA. Even though I don't regret it, I could have left uh, to Los Angeles. Cause okay, to give you guys context, uh, I left Los An- I left to Los Angeles like halfway through my senior year of high school. So it's like, uh, yeah, I left. I thought this full. Were you just, like lightweight depressed? Like not depressed, but it's like your home, like your best friend leaves. Like, yeah, and that's like, when he went. Are you just shit. like? Are you just chilling in the crib like all the time then? Like yeah, really. He didn't really, and then he started hanging out with dudes that were younger, and I was like. Oh, he was that guy? <laughs> he was that guy, yeah. I mean, they were cool, but yeah, okay, you know, shout-outs to them. But, um, <clears throat> that's not so bad. You were that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Was... Yeah, hold the uh, Yeah, I, I left to L.A. halfway through senior year, leaving him by himself at Bayer High School. And Bayer High School is not the, the funnest of high schools. So you got a um, lot of bullies. Just straight up. Like, yeah, y'all are bro, just... I don't like... get it. But, yeah, I, I didn't get to experience... You know, well, I got to experience everything senior year, but I feel like it just would have been better with my best friend rather than just hopping like you could have done it later. Like, it felt fine. Yeah. It's like I didn't do anything. I didn't do it. I did a lot, actually, like, you know, for my my uh, modeling career. Yeah. Um, as For first. But I definitely could have done those first. Like later, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get like the next year, you know, I got you. That's super dope. Yeah. Um, what about you? I think. Uh, did you answer? What's your yeah. biggest regret? My biggest regret. Oh, man. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, I have regrets, but I don't think I can say it on here. That's all good. Yeah. Yeah, but just know I regret them. But at the same time, like, I would make those same mistakes because I wouldn't be who I am right now. I got Facts, I mean, yeah. Like, regrets are interesting. Like, like to be honest, like, I, I don't like to say that, but, like, I would, like, if, if I were, like, if I had to, like, I'd do the same mistakes again. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you learn from painfully um, just go through. <laughs> on a more positive mo- note, Time you're most proud. Most proud of yeah. myself? Yourself. Of like people? Some, yeah, something that you did that you're really proud about. Wow. Um, I'm really proud that I have lived up to me being uh, exactly who I want to be. And when I say that is, or when I say that, I mean like, I said I'm going to quit quit this job. One, because I hate this job. But mm-hmm. two, because the person who I want to be doesn't have a job, a regular mm-hmm. minimum wage paying job. You know what I mean? Fact. Mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm out here doing exactly what I set out to do, you mm-hmm. know, like starting the company I wanted to start, which is a very, very proud moment of, mm-hmm. for me because I've always wanted to be an owner of a company. And then um, being that person who actually um, makes effort and, and change, making change and then like doing philanthropic work, mm-hmm. you know, it's like up in my like my style like i'm being exactly who i want to be and i made that i made i remember making that change once i moved back to modesto from la i'm going back to la which is funny but um (laughs) we'll meet a ball one day (laughs) yeah yeah but it's like once i decided okay like no i need to leave the situation i want to be in 
and then go into Modesto um, and then be the per- go through the mud and then be the person who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely like my proudest moment of my life. That's dope. Uh, my proudest moment. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, what about yeah, you? Uh, <laughs> man, my proudest moment, I don't, like, most recently, because I, I don't have, like, I can't think of anything from past moments, but recently I made, uh, like, a sample of, like, my clothing, like, mm-hmm. my first pair of pants, like, done and made, mm-hmm. and I could say, like, I did that by myself, like, I could yeah. do that, so it's just, like, for the like future you know mm-hmm. what i mean like yeah. and that's like a that's a byproduct of uh to like kind of like um extend on what you're trying to say here mm-hmm. is like those pair of pants aren't just a pair of pants like right they're like you're embarking on a new journey like mm-hmm. to not to be head ass and make a deep shit and corny but no, no, yeah it's like it's real it's real like mm-hmm. we had to we had a discussion so many discussions about um you know um how can we make our lives more meaningful and then like how can we you know, really become the people who we want to be. And, like, that, so he dope. made his first pair of pants. Like, like people don't make pair of pants like that. You know, yeah. if you're not a designer, like, he actually, you know, set out to be someone. Like, that's just him. That's his first step into being the person he wants to be. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same answer if you, if, yeah. if you want to look at it that way. No, that's so cool. My last question is more for me. Who would be a good guest on this podcast? With us in it, or like just no, just somebody else, not not you guys. Another episode. Yeah. Uh, Is it? Can we say absolutely anybody, or y'all can do a celebrity? Y'all can y'all can do a celebrity and a realistic one if you want. Sure, Sean King. That's mine. Sean King has so much to say, and I've looked up to a lot of what he's had to say, and he's like, he's he's truly a man of, of the people. So. Yeah, okay. he'd give you he'd give you a soundbite. He'd give you a soundbite. <laughs> now give me a lot of soundbites and that Morehouse connection. <laughs> yep. anybody, anybody like. Facts. I won't say more realistic, but somebody who you think like, oh, they'd be a good guest. Like somebody podcast. like more fun. <laughs> Either fun or just somebody you know who's like, oh yeah, personally, like they would be a good guest on this podcast. Um, realistically, ahead, yeah. Um, I think you should, or not should, but uh, a good guest on this podcast would be uh, my guy Dylan that I'm working the bad show with. He's uh like creatively and like entrepreneur. Like yeah. he's he's really doing it. Yeah, like he's, he's doing things by himself and. Yeah. Coming he, out of straight out of Modesto, straight so. out of Modesto, Modesto too, yeah. like so he well, has he his head right for sure. I feel like he'd be a good candidate. Yeah, okay. and then the I would say my sister Monique. My so sister, that's a good one. Yeah, recently, recently, Monique has um, you know really popped within the last year as far as uh, becoming who she wants to be as well. Yeah, um, and then like on social media, she's kind of going crazy. And Shout out one of the most creative person, one of the most creative people I've ever met in my life. Okay, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I think Monique. I think we follow Joe on Instagram. I'm not sure. Cool. If you okay. send me send me Dylan's Instagram. Like I want to look through his stuff because yeah, that you. sounds super dope. But um, shout out Momo. Honestly, Momo. like uh, <laughs> I want to thank y'all for like getting this done because for the listeners, it took us like what, a month and a half <laughs> to get this podcast done. You guys don't know the struggle of how <laughs> we had to line everything up in the oh, right time. Man. Bro, we literally went through you going back and forth between LA. <laughs> Me going to Chicago for a week, then like having this thing to where like I didn't have a car because like <laughs> yeah. our neighbors, bro, oh, yeah. our neighbors hit our car on Thanksgiving Day, yeah, like just bro. messed it up, and then that car had to go crazy, in the shop. Crazy, so yeah, I'm really happy this happened. And no, yeah, we uh, thank you. I thank you. Thank you, man, for sure for making yeah. this happen. We appreciate you. Yeah, super cool. I like what you're doing. I'm proud of you. I think it's important for you to hear that. Definitely, um, thank you. And just like yeah, keep it going, man. Definitely. I'm I'm excited to see who's next. Definitely no problem. Sure. 
All right, y'all. That is another episode of Privileged Black Kids with your host, Kendall Camp. If you like that episode of Privileged Black Kids, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Follow us on Instagram at Privileged Black Kids Podcast. Thank you guys for all the love and support, and thank you for listening to that episode of Privileged Black Kids.